Welcome to the Picture Book Look Podcast. I'm Kim Chafee. And I'm Kirstie Call. Together, we'll share some of our favorite picture books and chat with their creators to explore the journey from story idea to bookshelf. We'd love you to join us as we take a picture book look. Do you dream of creating picture books that will change a child's life? Learn how to write the story only you can tell at this year's Picture Book Summit. Join John Klassen, Juji Morales, agents, editors, and more on October 2nd, 2021. Visit picturebooksummit.com to register. Feeling stuck in your creative journey? Needing to change your narrative? Everything you want is possible. As a therapist-trained life coach for creatives, I'm excited to help authors like you create clarity and build self-confidence so you can achieve your dreams. Kirstie can help you get the drama out of your life and into your art. Visit kirstiencall.com. That's K-I-R-S-T-I-N-E-C-A-L-L.com and register for a free consultation today. Hooray! I can't wait for us to work together to get you where you want to be. Hey, Kim. Hey, Kirstie. Have you ever been camping during a lightning storm? Hmm. No, I haven't. What's it like? It's intense. Uh, I get it. I get it. That's a good dad joke. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I grew up camping, so naturally, I love the book The Camping Trip by Jennifer K. Mann. I love this book, too. Let's get to our list of fabulous things, shall we? First on our list is that this book includes extended family in the storyline, which is unusual, but nice and fresh, and we love it. Yes. Second fabulous thing, we love books that help us appreciate nature. Definitely. Third is the first-person point of view. When stories do this well, it makes such a huge difference in the impact on the reader. Absolutely. Our fourth fabulous thing is the wordless spread in this book. So much fun. Wordless spreads are my favorite. I love wordless spreads. Last is the super cool graphic novel structure in which this story is told. Speech bubbles, illustrations, and panels. It's super cool. Perfect. So what do you think is fabulous about this book? Make sure to tell us on social media and use the hashtag PBL Summer Book Club. Happy reading! Although we don't have new interviews this summer, we'll be replaying some of our most listened to episodes. Enjoy this PBL replay. Hey, Kim. Hey, Kirstie. Do you have arachnophobia? Not really, but I am afraid of snakes and heights and bridges. Shall I go on? (laughs) No, I think we get the point. (laughs) I guess we all have our fears, right? Yes. And It Will Be Okay by Lisa Katzenberger, (laughs) illustrated by Jacqueline Sinquette. Giraffe is afraid of spiders. Zebra really sticks his neck out for giraffe and shows empathy for giraffe's fears. I love how bibliotherapeutic this book is, how it teaches us to understand and care about others' feelings. Absolutely. Zebra is a remarkable example of a great friend, and I think it is so important for kids to see that. We are excited to talk with Lisa, Jacqueline, and their editor, 
Kelly Borales-Saylor about the creative process behind It Will Be Okay. Let's talk. Lisa, I don't know if you know, but I'm a marriage and family therapist. And so I love that this book is bibliotherapeutic. And Mm -hmm. I was wondering, what was the inspiration for It Will Be Okay? Well, the inspiration is kind of funny. It comes to Twitter. I saw a picture that was photoshopped of a giraffe sitting in a tree. Oh! And it was a writing (laughs) prompt that said, what would make a giraffe scared? And I instantly thought a giraffe would be scared of a spider. And then I thought, well, that's silly. The spider's (laughs) so small. Why would a giraffe be afraid of something so small? And then I started thinking through that process. Well, that's okay if a giraffe is afraid of something small. It's okay if we are afraid of something small, things that people don't understand. Those feelings are really valid. That's kind of where it came from. It started with something silly, but I think it ended up being something a little bit more powerful. Definitely. Kelly, what was it about the story that you loved so much and just made you have to acquire it? We have this tendency to put ourselves on top of somebody else's feelings or emotions and to say, I don't think you should feel that way. But really the feelings you're feeling are completely valid. So I love that Zebra just waits it out and says, okay, you feel your feelings until you're ready to do whatever you need to do next. I love books that have that underlying message and heart to them. And Lisa has created the story that just makes me feel okay when I read it. It's such a powerful, important message. Like feel your feelings and yeah, it's going to be okay. And I think we do that to ourselves, even as adults. Or go, oh, I shouldn't feel this way, or I shouldn't be so stressed out, or I shouldn't be so sad. And we've just lived through a year where it's okay to feel those things. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And <laughs> I say that to my kids, too, all the time. Feelings are for feeling. The less resistance we give them, the better it is, for sure. Exactly. So, Jacqueline, I love your illustrations. They are so expressive. They bring all of Lisa's words to life. You did such a good job. What made you say yes to working on this project? Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, thank you so much. That means so much to me because Lisa's text was so fabulous to work with. So to think that my illustrations were able to bring something to it is really a huge compliment. I loved the story right from the very first time reading it through. I'm a super sensitive, emotional person and friendships and connection is a huge, huge part of my life. And I just think children need this book. They need to know it's okay to have their feelings and they need to know how to be a good friend. So I loved the idea of Zebra sort of trying to work with giraffe. Like, well, here are the reasons why you might want to reconsider like how you're feeling. But when those things don't really connect or hit home, Zebra just says, okay, well, you know, what you feel is valuable, valid, and I'm here for it. I'm here for you. And that's something we all need to work on, right? It's just letting people be themselves, accepting them as themselves and encouraging everyone to sort of be through and find their own bravery and their own strength. So I loved the story, but also the visual of a giraffe in a tree. Okay. Like (laughs) I was all about it. I was so into that, all the legs (laughs) and the neck and like, come on. I'm like an illustrator's dream. So I had to do it. I love that. 
So Lisa, can you give us a look into what it was like when you were writing this story? My process is to have an idea and then just to start typing and see what happens. I don't go in with an outline. I'm more of a pantser. The real work for me is in the revision. I started my first draft in January of 2017. And the heart of the story was in the middle. The beginning and the end, I didn't solidify until draft 20, which was later in July of that year. And I got a lot of feedback from critique partners. I had a completely different ending. There were more characters. There were too many animals. And I just had to boil it down to the heart of the story. And then I let it sit for like a year and a half. And I revisited it again when I was at a retreat at the writing barn and I had space and I had time to think and made some polishes and then sent that off to Kelly. Wow. So Kelly, what was the editing process like for this book? It's very rare that I get a manuscript that is as close to done as Lisa's was when it got to me. (laughs) Typically, I'm a very hands-on editor. I really love digging in with authors and changing things up to get the very best book possible to make sure that the author is super successful. Lisa's manuscript really didn't need a whole lot. I think what ends up happening in a manuscript that is that far along and that well thought out is that we end up working mostly on pagination and just tightening up the language or let's tweak these words to get it a little bit more concise. So it's really just buffing the diamond. And then editing comes into play once we start getting the gorgeous illustrations too. You know, there are times where you're like, oh, it would maybe be a little bit more exciting if we turn the page and we see this. So let's tweak the text a little bit to help with that. So can you give us a look into that illustrator selection process? I work really closely with our wonderful creative director, Jordan Cost. She oversees all of our children's books at Sourcebooks. And typically what we do is the editorial team will pitch to the design team. Here's the book we're doing. Here's kind of what we're thinking. This is what the competition looks like. And they'll come back with a list of illustrators for us to look at. Jordan sent me links to about 10 people. And Jacqueline's was the first on the list. And I have the email chain between Jordan and me. I said, you know what? I can't get these other wings to work, but it doesn't matter because Jacqueline's my favorite and I don't want to look at anybody else. (laughs) Oh, wow. I love it. Wonderful. And she said, oh, I'm so glad because Jacqueline's my favorite too. (laughs) We were so in love with the expressiveness of the animals and I could see your art creating that. Like I could see it in my mind, which is one of those magical, see what the book is. And then it really syncs up with the illustrator that we're going with. Like it was, oh, it was just magical. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Jacqueline, can you give us a look into your illustrator process? Well, it's just wonderful. For It Will Be Okay, it was great. I was given this manuscript and I got to kind of run with it and explore visually how I thought the story would play out. And we all worked together to figure out the page turns and it was fabulous. I feel so connected to this story because of that. 
because I was able to work with it from the beginning. Sometimes I'll get a story that will be broken out with art notes and things. In this case, I was free to explore. So I did a lot of that researching and looking up different ways zebras and giraffes have been illustrated before because I really wanted Lisa's uh, zebra and giraffe to be their own special, memorable characters. The other thing is that there's not a lot of setting change in this story. You know, zebra's up in the tree and he's in the tree the whole story, pretty much. And so I wanted to come up with interesting angles and viewpoints, which kind of speaks to the book too, right? Different viewpoints and perspectives. So I wanted it to be interesting looking, even if we weren't getting a lot of physical action. So, you know, the leaves are falling because giraffe is shaking. Just lots of different subtle shifts that created visual interest. And then sketching like crazy. I do pretty detailed sketches, I think, anyway. (laughs) I like everybody on the team to know what's in my head when I work on a story because it's a group effort and everybody has their heart in this book, especially in this book and especially in this time. I actually worked on final art for this book right when my state was going down in quarantine. So for me, the actual artistic process of this book was cathartic. I poured everything I was feeling into this art, all my anxiety, my care for my loved ones, and not knowing what was coming and what we were going to do and feeling concerned. I mean, I poured all that into this book, and it was such a blessing. It carried me, and I will always be so grateful for that. I created the final art with various textures. I have a whole library of textures, watercolor and marker and different papers. And the main characters are painted separately with watercolor and color pencil and then built on digitally. Everything gets through the digital filter. And in the end, you get this sort of Frankenstein of all different techniques. (laughs) I love the textures. I do too. It's beautiful. It really is. Okay. So our last question is when someone reads, it will be okay. What do you hope they feel or learn? Kelly, we'll start with you. I really hope they're learning all the things that we're kind of learning ourselves as adults, you know, learning to hold space for our feelings. Don't feel like you need to rush through those emotions or that anything is too small. And so I hope that the kids who are read this book or read this to themselves feel that same thing, that whatever they're feeling is okay. It doesn't mean that you have to change how you feel because an issue is too small or too silly Um, it's all valid. And I think this book has many layers, at least if we just get that base lesson, so to speak, that no emotion or reaction is invalid. I love that. Definitely. What about you, Jacqueline? I feel like we've touched on so much about the valuable, the lessons in the story. And I just want to acknowledge how It's not preachy at all when you read this book. It doesn't feel heavy-handed. It's really subtle, actually. And I think that makes it approachable. And I hope that the illustrations make the readers laugh and smile because I feel like when you kind of break down that wall, you can learn something in a really natural way. I hope this book does that. I think it does, definitely. Okay, Lisa, when someone reads it, will be okay. What do you hope they feel or learn? I want them to feel heard. I want them to know it's okay to express your feelings. And then to be a good friend, you don't need to have all the answers. You can show empathy. You can show kindness. 
just by being present. A big thank you to Lisa, Jacqueline, and Kelly for joining us today and giving us a look into the creative process for It Will Be Okay, a story about empathy, kindness, and friendship. Check out the show notes to learn more about Lisa and Jacqueline and their other fabulous books. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss an episode. And we would love it if you would leave us a review. Thanks for listening and happy Happy looking. Picture Book Look is produced by Kirsty Call and Kim Chafee. Music by James Call.